electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. We are watching shares of Yelp surging today as activist investor TCS Management pushes for a sale of the company. That, of course, is the focus of today's Tech Check segment with Deirdre Bosa. So, Deirdre, what are we hearing about the plan and how investors are taking it? Clearly, they like it. Well, yeah, they do like it, judging by that stock pop. And I just got off the phone with TCS's president, Eric Semler. He's the one that sent that letter this morning. And he's making the case that Yelp should consider merging with Angie. That's formerly Angie's List to form what he is calling a powerhouse in the $500 billion home services market. Now, in my conversation with him, Sumler did allow that Yelp is executing on a few fronts. He says it survived the threat of Google, it's grown its home services business, and has, quote, an incredible balance sheet. The problem, though, according to Sumler, is that nobody cares. The stock has underperformed the broader markets over the last five and ten years. He made the point, too, that there was just two analysts who asked questions on the last earnings call And more than that, he calls Yelp CEO Jeremy Stoppelman a serial numbers misser and one that he says uses the company as his own personal piggy bank while the rest of us lose money thanks to a, quote, puppet board. Now, he also says that TCS is willing to make a bid themselves to acquire Yelp and even has his own CEO in mind with public company experience, though he wouldn't name any names for me. Um, Yelp statement, let me mention that says Yelp maintains an active dialogue with our shareholders and values constructive feedback on our business and ways to create value. Semler says that he has not yet heard from the company since sending the letter, though that was just this morning. And he says, though, that he doesn't expect to. He says it's been a frustrating experience owning Yelp shares. But the timing, that may have been strategic, guys. Yelp is speaking today at the J.P. Morgan TMT conference and is expected to meet with investors, as they often do at those kinds of events. With that 9% pop today on the back of that letter, some of those investors may be wondering if Stoppelman can or should be doing more. Of course, he's been in this position before with an activist investor and managed to fend it off. So we'll see if this time is different. Yeah, I, actually, Deirdre, that's where I was going to ask you. I, I do remember another activist there. Obviously, it doesn't take much to take a significant percentage stake in this company given it only has about a $2.5 billion market value. But remind me again of the last campaign that came after Stoppelman. Yeah, so that was SQN. That was back in 2019. And they said also that uh, Yelp should consider strategically selling itself. And after Yelp made a series of adjustments or improvements, they backed off, but they left saying that they should still be open to an eventual sale. And I think we showed you the stock price. Over the last five and 10 years, And Yelp as a company, you know, when it came out of the gates on its IPO around 2011, um, it had a huge pop, but it's never really been able to regain that momentum. But we should know this is a company that's always been talked about as being killed by Google, right? Google coming in and eating its lunch when it comes to restaurant reviews and recommendations. Um, But Yelp, and this is what TCS really allows for as well, has done a good job in transforming itself and pivoting to the home services market. But you're just not seeing that reflected in the stock performance. As the AI gold rush continues, there are certain areas within tech that are growing faster than others. Deirdre Bosa here with more in today's Tech Check. Deirdre? 
So, Kelly, generative AI, it is exploding among consumers. Same story in the enterprise. So Databricks, the data management startup in a Silicon Valley, darling, did a deep dive on how it's more than 9,000 customers are using data and generative AI. Here's CEO Ali Godsey. Every organization we talk to say that they have a mandate from the CEO, from the board. They need to do something with generative AI. So everybody's doing something. But having said that, the obvious ones are customer support, automating that. That's top of mind for everyone. He says that the number of companies using large language models grew by nearly 1,000% in just the four months following ChatGPT's release. But there is an important distinction he calls up between open source and closed source models. That is companies that are simply plugging ChatGPT into their businesses versus companies that are building their own models on an open source platform using their own proprietary data. He says that those are the ones that are going to win in enterprise. We think in the next five years, in every industry, in every vertical, the winning companies will be data and AI companies that have built their own models, that they have proprietary data sets that come with them. Those are the ones that are going to win. So he says the companies, they're now starting to realize just how valuable their data sets are. And as such, you could see more of them lock those down, keep them away from Google or other aggregators or demand big fees for the privilege of seeing them. So, Kelly, as this platform shift occurs, data continues to be the oil or the gold, whatever you want to call it. But the most valuable thing amidst this change. So do companies have to work? You know, what is it called when you kind of clean your data or kind of get it ready for AI? I mean, I know a lot of people are probably doing this already, but um, they probably have to step yeah. up those efforts. Yeah, that's what a company like a Databricks or a Snowflakes helps companies do. And so they're learning that they should create their own models within their own organizations. So in that sense, too, I talked to Ali about how companies that already have a lot of this stuff are going to win. And it's going to be harder for some of the incumbents to win in this space because they don't have that data to rely on. But it also makes you think, Kelly, a conversation we have often, if this is just going to end up with the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Apple that are the aggregators that are collecting data on the back end. So, you know, in this whole shift that's happening, who's going to serve the enterprise? Who's going to serve the consumer? Is it going to be big tech versus the incumbents once again? Yeah, totally. Deirdre, thank you. We appreciate it. Deirdre Bosa. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.